Hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson coming from Indy once again. How's everyone doing this fine day? Another lovely day here. Can't complain. Things are good. Combine has a great atmosphere and I'm not going to focus too much on that because not a whole lot's come out yet in terms of even heights and weights. Nobody's worked out yet. But I, I'm not a breaking news reporter type. But I had a really good conversation last night with, I'll just describe somebody very much in the know about the Allen Robinson situation with the Steelers. And I think you guys know that I've been really hard on him this past year, that he's kind of the definition of the type of player the opponent is happy you trot out there. The defense likes seeing Allen Robinson. So that's not great. Doesn't it great, great separation, wasn't very productive, you know, but you knew you're getting him on the back end of his career. There is value. He's a very good blocking receiver. He's very good in the wide receiver room. He's respected. He's one of the more leadership type guys on a very young offense. And I found it conspicuous that why hasn't he been released yet? Because he's making way too much money. And what I basically dug up was, and I can't confirm this with 100% certainty, but let me just say I have a very strong inkling that Robinson's people and the Steelers are talking right now about bringing him back, albeit at a much, much lesser cause or cost. So I'd have to see the numbers when they come out, and I'm, I don't know how they'll structure it, but I would think he's a 2 or $3 million guy, two and a half, something like that, as opposed to the big cap hit he is now. He, I mean, he has no value at this cap hit. And my thoughts were, if you do that and you draft a receiver third, fourth round, remember they have two fourth round picks, deep receiver draft, he could be a hold down the fort guy. He could be the leader in the wide receiver room. He wouldn't even be guaranteed to make the team. And if I'm right about all those things, I'm cool with it. If you take him, if you're if you restructure him and say Austin and Allen Robinson are going to battle out to be our third receiver, end of story. Yuck. It also implies to me, if if that were to be the case, that would also imply to me that they're going to drastically, drastically, drastically cut down on eleven personnel with Arthur Smith, which they're going to cut it down no matter what. But I found that interesting. I, I frankly have thought he would have been cut by now, consider they've already moved on from Harvin and Cole, et cetera. Um, but I do think they would like to have him at a much lesser cost, but back in some capacity. So another little nugget I wanted to share with you. Um, folks, Bet Online is your number one source for odds, stats, trends, and lines. With everything from point spreads to hundreds of player performance props, with dozens, dozens of odds, props, and information on hundreds of sports, events, politics, and entertainment, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime from your desktop or your mobile devices. Head to Bet Online today and stay updated on all the action. Bet Online, the game starts here. So another thing that came out today, and it works out well because there's not a lot of combine stuff to react to, is Pro Football Focus put out, I want to say half, maybe six or seven different position group rankings for the season with a short paragraph on every one. 
And a couple of them I thought were really relevant to the Steelers that I wanted to talk about. So mostly good because these are the guys at the top of the list. So their defensive tackle ranks. Steelers had someone listed. Probably not who you think. It was Armand Watts at 20th overall. And all season long, I kept telling you guys, boy, he's better than I thought. I'm excited about him. Boy, that's a nice pickup. And he's a free agent. I'd very much like to bring him back. And what they said about him was, although Watts played a limited role in his first season with the Steelers, he found great success against a run, earning a top 12 run defense grade at the position. Watts was very effective at defeating blocks in the run without committing mistakes as he generated a 23.7 positively graded play rate compared to just a 9.2 negatively graded play rate, which basically just means did more good things than bad things, which I thought showed up 100%. And as a run player, I think he's a good quality dude, and I would love to have him locked up immediately, if not sooner. I, I'm not saying he's the 20th best defensive tackle on the planet, but he would be a rotational, as he was used last year, maybe even more. Now, this guy is not a stealer. But we've talked a lot about, I think there's a very good chance that they sign a center in free agency. So their interior O-line ranks, guards and centers. Connor Williams of the Dolphins, who's a free agent to be, was their third overall interior offensive lineman. And the issue is he had a pretty serious injury in November. Now, could that work to the Steelers' advantage contractually? Would he even be available for week one or the preseason or camp? I don't know those answers, but they do. But Connor Williams was their third interior offensive lineman overall. Despite his season being cut short due to injury, Williams provided the line with a foundational piece. The Dolphins center was particularly adept in Mike McDaniel's zone-heavy scheme, where he clocked the league-best 92.4 run-blocking grade on zone concepts. Williams was equally impressive in pass protection, allowing just six pressures on 280 pass sets. This really came into his own. So I've been mentioning him along with Lloyd Cushenberry and some others as good center free agent targets. And my only hiccup is the injury, but could it work to your advantage just because you could get him at a cheaper rate? Now, they also put out their edge rankings, which I'm sure you won't be thrilled with, but... I've said for a while now that there's five elite edge rushers, you know, Parsons, Crosby, Watt, Garrett, Nick Boso in San Francisco. And so it comes, those are their top five edge rushing guys. Just so happens TJ was fifth of the five, though. It went Miles Garrett. It went Micah Parsons. It went Nick Bosa and then Max Crosby and then TJ Watt. But their grades are all extremely close. So, yes, he was fifth of the elite five, but he's barely off being number one. And they said, you know, Watt recorded the second 20-sack season of his career with 10 of them coming on third and fourth down plays, tied for first. I didn't know that. That's interesting. He batted six passes, also tied for first, giving him four or more in five straight seasons, TJ Swatt. Watt also forced four fumbles and recovered three, topping all edge players in both categories. All this screams defensive player of the year, but we've already had that conversation. So I guess that adds up. I mean, would you have loved them to be one instead of five or the defensive MVP as opposed to runner up? Yes, of course, but greatness nonetheless. 
Now, this is a little more shocking. The Steelers also had Alex Highsmith come in at 10 and Marcus Golden come in at 16. And much like Watts, I want Golden locked up now. And I'll tell you what they said about Highsmith first. Highsmith played 798 snaps as, at rush linebacker last year, the fourth most among all NFL edge defenders. His sack total dropped from, you know, from 2022, but he still recorded career highs in pass rush win rate and pressure rate. Highsmith, I mean, he had eight sacks this past year, 15 the year before. Highsmith ranked third amongst edge defenders in coverage grade after allowing 77 yards and not notching two picks, a forced incompletion, and a pass breakup, although that was only on 11 targets. But still, he got his hands on the ball a lot on those 11 targets. I don't really care about his pass coverage, to be honest, though. But I think we should all be very happy with Highsmith. It's a good contract. Everyone's down on him. He only had eight sacks after 15. He created havoc a lot. And that pass rush win rate and pressure rate reflects that. And then Golden, I think you have to bring him back. I mean, if he'll sign a similar deal, much like Watts, you know, maybe give each of them a million dollar raise, that really firms things up. So here's what they said about Golden. I was shocked to see him at 16, but I've been very happy with his performance in a Steeler uniform. Golden completed his first season in Pittsburgh after spending most of his nine-year career in Arizona. He played in a reduced role, only 270 snaps. So that, you know, obviously is a factor. But still set career marks in overall grade and pass rush win rate. Golden posted his highest pressure rate since 2020 while recording nine stops and four tackles for loss of no gain in run defense. I thought he was really, really good. And... So be it if he's blocking Herbig. Who cares? Figure out some ways to get three of those four on the field together. They used to do that some with Bud Dupree and Watt and Ingram. Um, but if you can get Watts and Golden back at similar deals, I'd be very intrigued. I'd be very intrigued with Connor Williams, the center we talked about from Miami, as well as some others. So I just thought this was a nice reflection of some positions we've been talking about, some off-season things to come as well. So that's a wrap for today. Over and out.